The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, our very own Tommy Dreamer, Mickey James. That's right, Mickey James. On National Mickey James Day, it's her birthday. Happy birthday to Mickey James. And boy, do we have a packed show here on Busted Open. We talked to Nita Strauss, new guitarist for Demi Lovato. We talked to Kenny Omega just days before All Out in Chicago. We talked to AEW owner and president Tony Khan just before All Out right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Summer Storm, the new single that just dropped yesterday, and that is one of the greatest, if not the best, guitarist right now in the world of music and that is nita strauss the king josh v nita how are you guys today so good dave i want you to introduce me everywhere i go yes (laughs) well well he ain't lying i'm like there is no lie there i think that you were right on par by saying the greatest of all time because you might be the goat in my opinion and i'm not even being biased Happy birthday. I'm hey, so excited, thanks. by the way, to talk to you on your birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy I'm birthday. I'm so excited to talk to you, both of you. Like, dude, Nita, you're killing it. I'm so Thank excited you. for you. We're going to celebrate. Thank you so much. We're going to yeah. celebrate with all the coffee. Uh, yeah, all the coffee, all the sparkling water, oh, <laughs> so many things. There we go. That, that, Dave, that, you that's should what... change her intro to uh, Bret Hart's and make it your own. Go Howard Finkel into Dave LaGreca. Wow. All right. I mean, but but you know what? Josh actually uh, said something that's totally true in Brooklyn, New York. I did introduce Nita on stage and Nita, I found out today for the very first time that Mickey James actually jumped on stage with you and sang 18. Yes, she did. She crushed it. Uh, It was so, so much fun. Mickey, obviously such a powerhouse vocalist and, such a seasoned performer. My God, it was just such oh a pleasure. I was Dave, just happy to get to play with you. Uh, yeah. And I was saying you were playing Canal Club in, in Richmond, which is a pretty, I mean, it's not a massive venue, but it's a pretty uh, famous venue in the sense of like, I feel like everybody's gone through there and everyone's played there. And it's a like pretty legendary rock venue for Richmond anyway, you know. 
part no, of totally. my little city. Um, yeah. And I was just honored that you even asked me to come up there. And I said, I was like, that was the first time I've ever even sung that song. Cause obviously I do more country. It's not really my wheelhouse, but I was so right. honored. And you guys killed it. It was such a great show. The people you were nuts, it. nuts. A lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. And Dave, when you introduced Nita in New York, that was actually her birthday, if you remember correctly. See how it all ties in yeah. together? It's Nita's birthday love, in love Brooklyn. It. And Birthdays. now we're celebrating Mickey James' birthday here today. And of course, the new single, uh, Summer Storm, that is out now, just dropped. And again, you're just killing it, Nita, as Mickey said, because, you know, I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan. You were with Alice Cooper for over seven years. And then you made the move to now perform with Demi Lovato. Like, that's a big change with music. Though Demi is you know, is kind of like a hard rocker at heart. How's that change been for you? That transition has been for you. Yeah, it's been really fun. You know, um, we had our first show tour last night. I'm talking to you from Sao Paulo, Brazil, one of the craziest audiences, you know, out here in Brazil, some of the most incredible fans, you know, you could ever even hope to perform for. Uh, and we gave them a rock show last night. They are reinforcing the barricade today that the show sold out yesterday they had a second show and they're reinforcing the barricade as we speak because they were not ready for the show we gave them last night yes i love that so much getting a little chaos i like it i can't imagine um like i'm I'm sure it's different for you to transition from going from alice cooper to demi but Whenever I've listened to any of her stuff, like he's like you said, David, she's like she is a rocker at heart. So I can just imagine like an extra edge that I two female alpha powerhouses side by side up there, like just killing it. It's got to be amazing. When are you coming it's, to Nashville yeah. so I can come to the show? Number one. Yes. Thing. Yes, um, we are. I'm just going. OK, cool. Let me know. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've, have you been having a blast or like how's that been or has it just been? kind of bouncing ideas off each other or how does that go it's been really fun um it's actually an all-female band mm-hmm. uh which is really really cool you know having incredible powerhouse talented people on each instrument you know it's so just it sends such a cool message to you know demi's massive fan base you know to see five powerful women up there you know playing these songs and doing like you said more of a hard rock edgy version you know because you're not going to go to a Demi Lovato song and not hear her hits you know but they have to still fit in with this newer heavier show you know the new album is very riffy very rock you Mm -hmm. know so we sort of reworked all of her older songs in rehearsal to kind of fit into what that new sound is and it's just been a blast it's been really really fun yeah that's awesome. So how did it come about? Did she ask you or did you, was it her idea to do like, Hey, I want to do this more Rocky edge show. Or was it like a collaborative? I got all the questions. Ready. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I, her new album is, you know, like you guys were saying, she is a rock star at heart. She's a rock and metal fan. You know, that's what she listens to. And, you know, I hear her blasting from her dressing room when she's getting ready for the show. So she's the real deal. Um, and she made a rock album, you know, and in putting together this, you know, this tour for the album, I, you know, I think that she really was gunning for an all female band just to make that kind of statement, you know, yeah. women rock, women empowerment. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I got the call actually from her musical director saying Demi Lovato wants to do a rock tour. What do you think? And I was like, what do I think? <laughs> like, You know, what a cool opportunity. What an amazing chance to you know, 
spread my wings, do something a little bit different and bring this style of music that we love so much to a whole new audience that might not have heard, you know, big guitar solos, driving drums, you know, powerful riffs like that. So it's, it's been, again, you know, it's just the first show of the real tour last night, but it's been a blast so far. That's awesome. I had the, the privilege of wrestling somebody that I met in the ring and we didn't, he didn't speak English. I didn't speak Japanese. And we perform this art of professional wrestling. And for you, you're going out there and performing in countries where they don't speak English and yet they could sing these songs. It's so powerful that art form that you have as well, that they just know it all. They're literally, if you ask them to order a drink in English, I don't know if they could do it, but yet they can sing a complete song. Like, do you realize that amazing I don't want to say it's power, but gift that you have when you're performing stuff like that. Yes, all the time. And uh, I think about that connection with pro wrestling a lot, actually, you know, when, uh, when we performed at WrestleMania, that was the first experience I really had at a show where there was an audience there that was truly from all over the world. You know, you had people there that were traveling, you know, from South America, from Asia, from all over Europe, you know, speaking different languages, completely different cultures and upbringings brought together by this sport that everybody loved, that everybody wanted to see, you know, and I felt absolutely like that last night, you know, the crowd was chanting something in Portuguese and Demi, you know, pause, kind of pause the show, like, you know, wait to start the next song. And she goes, I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) And they were saying something and then they started chanting it. Uh, you know, they were going like this and she's like, what is this? Like, is it was hot in there? She's like, I wonder if they're saying it's hot. And as it turned out, they were saying, you're hot in Portuguese. Like, <laughs> you are hot. You are hot. You know, but like in Portuguese. And right. it's just, you know, it was kind of a funny moment, a funny testament to like, wow, we're, we're somewhere else, you know. Yeah. And here they are seeing, you know, chanting, you know, the supportive chant in their own language. And then we go into the next song. They're singing every single line. Like you said, every word of the verse, the pre-chorus, the chorus, the bridge all in English, you know, and then back to Portuguese, of course. Right. Uh, Today's show, we're also talking about favorite entrances and not because he loves you like we all do here, but on Dave's laminated list, your- (laughs) Laminated. It's serious. He laminated it. Your uh, performance is one of his top uh, 10 of all time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have a top 10 or Josh, do you have a top uh, or a top one that just took you to that next level? I have a bunch, but uh, neither you can go. Now, no, are we please. talking about? Are we talking about like one-time entrances? Like you know, when just your favorite entrance of all time. Yeah, your all-time but, favorite but, entrance. Ever. What I'm saying is, is because I think you know, there's like times that things have become recurring, right? So right. it's like this time, every time this person comes down, it's always amazing. Or is it like Shawn Michaels that came down with on the the zip line? You that know, was you know what? Go both. Mm-hmm. Do both. Do one that's right, like that so- one time and then one, one that's like a, a recurring. I think a, a really cool one was WrestleMania 13, Stone Cold Steve Austin with the glass shattering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's for Iconic. many reasons, because obviously the song kicks ass. They hit the glass shatter right on cue instead of the next time they did it where they messed up a little bit. Uh, and then that was such an iconic moment because that's where Stone Cold, right? That's where he's like the big turn with the Bret Hart where he passes out. So it was like a really iconic moment in time. Mm-hmm. But that entrance was cool. Nita's obviously amazing for so many yep. reasons. Yes. Um, a lot. I mean, there's the, the backstory to the whole thing is just amazing. The Road Warriors, WrestleMania. 
on uh, the, the bikes. Um, one cool one with it that was a debut though was Jericho, you know, in WWE. I thought that was amazing the way the, the whole build up ring. how he came out. Yep. Then the recurring ones are like Macho King, all the stuff he did, uh, Ultimate Warrior, all the ECW stuff. You know, they made ECW was so great at making iconic entrances every time Tommy came down with Man in the Box or New Jack uh, with Natural Born Killers. Yeah, Sam Man with Enter Sam Man. It was RVD with a freaking walk. It was just Pantera. Always, yeah. It was always so cool to see that. It was always a like must see thing. Um. And like the newer, newer stuff, maybe Bray Wyatt was pretty cool when he came down. Yeah. And then uh, my last one, probably off the top of my head, would be Demolition, because I always thought it looked cool when it came down. It was like the Jun Hordes from uh, Beastmaster. But then, like when you get older, you look at it and you're like, I guess my parents thought it was weird. I was watching these guys come down like BDS <laughs> outfits. <laughs> and you know, there was a time, there was an event where you actually played Walk for RVD for an entrance, wow. correct? Yeah, I did. Uh, that was at an indie show in LA, PCW Ultra show. Um, and I played, uh, I was playing the Great Muda's theme song. And uh, and then we they did a blackout and came back in. I started playing Walk and they turned the lights back on and RVD was in the ring. And like, that was a cool moment to be a part of, for sure. That's so cool. Yeah, that was awesome. I had no idea. You know, so cool. need, um I'm so proud of you, this transition. I know it's always tough to make a transition like you have when you're with a family for as long as you've been with them and then to do something completely different. And it's something that, and I actually was having this conversation with Josh not too long ago, and I actually did a whole theme about it on our show this past Monday about social media and like people on social media and, you know, obviously you get a lot of praise on social media and negativity on social media. Like, how have you been able to kind of just go through that? Like, you know, I get it. I think everybody who's a performer and entertainer has to deal with that. How do you deal with social media, both positive and negative? I think at the end of the day, the important thing is just sticking to your guns and doing what you think is the right call. You know, it's really easy to have, you know, there's a lot of armchair quarterbacks, you know, you look at any, any industry at all, you know, you go on MLB, the NFL, you know, yep. wrestling, NASCAR racing, you know, musicians, whatever. There's always a bunch of people in the comments saying what they would have done if they're in that position, but you know, you're the one that's in that position. You know, Mickey went through this recently. I'm going through it now. Like you stick to your guns, you make your decisions, you know what you're doing. You have the right people around you. And, you know, you go for it. And if everybody took the advice, you know, imagine if, you know, great NFL coaches started reading the comments and go, maybe we should do this kind of play. You know, maybe we should do like, you know, they're in that position for a reason. They're the ones out there doing it. Trust your gut, trust your instincts and, uh, and just go for it and don't look back, you know, and, and those fans that don't want to support you on this new journey probably weren't your true fans to begin with anyway. We got to take a break, but there's only one person that could take us to break, and that is the iconic Nita Strauss. Nita, take us to break. Oh, am I doing my day voice? Okay. Um, wait, who's who's next? Is it Kenny uh, Omega we're, next? Kenny Omega is going to join us next. All right, guys. We've got Mickey James, the birthday girl, here with Nita Strauss, the King Josh V, and, of course, the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. I'm Dave LeGrec, and we'll be right back. We'll be back right here on Busted Open. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. 
Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchitz. Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchitz Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. The one and only Kenny Omega. Kenny, good morning, and thanks for the time. Oh, good morning. Thank you for having me. Kenny, and, Dreamer here. How are you, my friend? Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, <laughs> how are you feeling? That's my biggest uh, thing to you. You're very, very open and honest with your fan base. Uh, you were talking about being so banged up. I watched you perform on your comeback, which I was super duper happy for you. And even if you're at 80%, 80% of you is still better than, damn, most of the people out there. So how are you actually feeling? Um, pretty good. Uh, it's, it's, it's still a lot like riding a bike, you know, getting back in a ring. So it, was, it wasn't too long until I felt comfortable again. But it was a very unique scenario where I was getting back into the ring for the first time after a long hiatus against three um, incredibly talented luchadors. And as you know, um, every, every, every area of the world, they, you know, every culture has their own take on wrestling and their own, um, the way that they, they go about performing professional wrestling. So to come back to a scenario where I'm not really doing conventional um, professional wrestling in North America. And it's, uh, I'm in there with luchadors and people of a, of a high lucha lucha influence. Um, it was uh, it was a challenge, but it was very very cool, very fun. I ended up coming out of it unscathed, which is nice. I didn't bang up anything else, or I didn't get a any inkling or, or feeling that there was something that wasn't ready to be back. So, as as long as no red flags went up for me, I'm just gonna keep easing back into things without. Um, Butting off more than I can chew. I like it. You know, Kenny, uh, this is a big episode of Dynamite. We're just days away from All Out. Obviously, you're gunning for this trios championship. I love the idea of a trios championship. You know, I kind of grew up on, you know, those six-man tag team champions in world class and everything. So, you know, what's it like to be back and then be up for the challenge of what we're going to see tonight on Dynamite? You know, it's a lot of fun. I, it, for me, it, it's it's tough to keep doing the same things over and over and over and over again, especially when you feel like you've plateaued and that 
particular area, um, I could I could do a certain type of singles all the time and find a certain amount of success with it. And um, even tags at this point too have become that way as well. Um, so not not to say that those those don't excite me. I always you know look forward to doing what I can to to tell a very unique story or, or something different, bring something different to the table. This is kind of completely different now. It's a, it's a chance to present something um, that we all know and are familiar with, which is a six-man tag, but to now have a division and, and a title in that division, it gives it a chance to become its own thing. Um, so we want to kind of take this chance to um, really develop a division that will, will visually look something very different than a singles match than a tag match, not just because of the bodies involved, but just because of um, the the possibility of the interactions available. So um, that that part excites me, and I hope that um, by the way that we perform these things, that it'll open up uh, scenes and moments and scenarios that you couldn't have created or dreamt up without the amount of bodies that a trio's match uh, allows for. Yeah. Lovely. Um, Kenny, hi, this is Mickey. Hello. How are you? Um, I just met you at, when I was at impact, that was the first time I met you and I'd heard so, so much about you and had seen some of your stuff, but it wasn't until I met you there that I was like, Oh, I get it. I get it. You're incredible. You're amazing. You're a star. Um, but I guess I'm going to go like fan kind of question. I'm sure that the fans would love to know. Is there one? This is a two-sided question. One, is there like a specific, if there was a, a person who isn't familiar with you, which I don't know who that would be, um, mm-hmm. like a specific match or a moment that you would like them to like maybe turn to to say this kind of rep- represents and embodies who I am? as a performer and as a person. And then also, is there a specific moment or thing that you would like to do or capture, you know, in your career period that you perhaps haven't done yet? Uh, That's a very good question. I could maybe say that um, fans, a lot of, a lot of fans that hear about me or, or are told about me are, are usually, told about how I've spent a lot of time overseas and, and how I made most of my career in Japan, which is true. That's where I found my most success. This place is like a second home to me and um, very proud of that time and, and very fond of, of my, my experiences in both, you know, new Japan, uh, but DDT as well, or even all Japan as well. Um, so I would, I would like to, I guess knowing that, um, I could probably say maybe my my whole storyline with with Chris Jericho out there would uh-huh. be a great place to start because you're going to get a little bit of what we're used to here in North America with uh, you know the, the storytelling aspect of it and sort of the drama. Um, it was a story that sort of spilled over into social media, which is also very current and topical. And um, then we kind of had a mixing of, of both worlds where it was the Japanese strong style and, um, you know, the style that Chris had, had, had brought. And we had met at a very, um, famous location in the Tokyo Dome in front of, I think it was 45 or 48,000 people. Um, 
so an incredible atmosphere. And um, I, I, I think that'd be a, a great way to to show um, kind of a little bit of what I'm all about, because it really is just a, a mix and amalgamation of everything. Um, I, I, I don't represent one style or claim that I'm, I'm one certain style of wrestling. I just try to take the best of my surroundings and, and, and make the best of it um, inappropriate to the scenario that I'm in. But with, uh, with Chris, that was a very special time where we could kind of make a, a worldly statement for professional wrestling, or at least try to, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, what, what I came from was, was beautiful wrestling and where you came from was beautiful wrestling. And heck, when we put it together, it still ends up being beautiful wrestling and pretty exciting and cool. Um, because it was a match that people thought could never happen. And I think gave people a taste of how fun and neat it could be if everyone just kind of worked together. Well, Kenny, I appreciate it. Uh, good luck tonight on Dynamite. Looking forward to All Out in just a few days. And uh, hope to see you out there in Chicago. We're going to be out in Chicago. Hope to hope to see you out there this weekend. Well, Chi-Town. Yeah, no, I'll, be here. I'll be here all week. Thank you so much, everyone. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. We bring in AEW owner and president, Mr. Tony Khan. Tony, good morning. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thank you very much, Dave. Good morning to you. How are you? I am I am fantastic. I'm excited because once the show is over on Friday, I'm flying out to Chicago to be a part of All Out Weekend. So this is going to be a great weekend for pro wrestling for AEW and Dave LaGreca. So I am I am pumped for this weekend, Tony. I'm excited, and I'm excited that you're coming, and I'm excited that you're excited. This is going to be an awesome weekend (laughs) of pro wrestling, and we're going to get a head start tonight on Wednesday Night Dynamite. Uh, I'm just really pumped. It's it's a really exciting time of year, and uh, this is going to be one of our biggest AEW shows we've ever had. I think it's just going to be a great weekend of pro wrestling, and as far as tonight on Dynamite on TBS at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, we're going to learn more about the all-out card, but we're also just going to have a great night tonight 
there's going to be pay-per-view quality action in the matches tonight. And, uh, you know, I'm really thrilled because AEW's got one of the best rosters in pro wrestling. A lot of the wrestlers have been out and not available to us. uh, And some of the biggest stars in AEW, some of the biggest stars in all of wrestling. And now, really, this is going to be the strongest the roster has been maybe ever after this weekend at All Out. I don't want to say too much about my plans, but uh, it's going to be a big weekend. I have exciting plans for the show, and I really believe tonight on Dynamite uh, we'll get a better feel for what's going to happen at All Out, and we're also just going to have awesome, awesome matches tonight. I know you just had Kenny Omega on before me, and I think a lot of fans are excited about the Dynamite Finals of the Trios Tournament tonight. Uh, of course, it'll be Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. It's a dream trios match, and in particular, I think it's a dream match to have Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay in the same ring, and you get to see it for free tonight on TBS, so it's pretty cool. Definitely looking forward to that, Tommy, for sure, and as we get closer and closer to All Out, and, and listen, we'll get into the card, and like I said, we're going to be out there in Chicago at AEW Fan Fest on Saturday in Schaumburg, but, but Tony, obviously the pro wrestling world's still buzzing over the match that we saw last week between John Moxley and CM Punk. Maybe CM Punk came back a little bit too early, who knows, but interesting times coming out of that title match last week fascinating times it's official john moxley is the aew undisputed world champion tonight on aew dynamite we're going to learn a bit more about what the future holds for john moxley what the future holds for the world championship specifically the world championship coming up this weekend at all out and we'll learn a lot more and we're going to follow up on what happened last week in the john moxley cm punk championship match i totally agree with you dave when you look at it, when you look at the replays and watch the match again, uh, it raises a lot of questions. And one of them is maybe did Punk come back to the ring too quickly? Uh, was he too eager to get in there and fight? Well, we'll look at that tonight and talk about it tonight. So there's a lot to talk about, a lot to watch, and certainly a lot of great wrestling action on the show tonight. Uh, in addition to that dream trios match, which I think we could probably just spend a whole show previewing Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Will Ospreay and Aussie yep. Open for tonight. Uh, and I know you've talked with Kenny and talked about that match a lot. I'm excited for that and just excited for the trios tournament in general and very excited to crown the first-ever champions Sunday at All Out. Uh, in addition to the great wrestling tonight in the trios match, boy, there's some great stuff we have lined up. I'm going to announce a little bit more wrestling, a little bit more about the show today on social media But as far as what we have put out there and everyone knows, in addition to that great trios match, some more great action on the show. And and last week we started Dynamite with something I really enjoyed. It was one of my favorite segments of the entire year when Brian Danielson came out and confronted Chris Jericho, who was in the middle of that conversation with Daniel Garcia. And to have the three of them out there together, it's really interesting what's been happening with Garcia and Danielson in recent weeks this summer. Of course, that was something I really uh, was excited about. And then Brian Danielson was out for two months. And this is one of those stories that we've picked up and has just gotten hotter than ever in the, in the last month or so. And 
Now with Chris Jericho stepping up, we know it's going to be Lionheart versus the American Dragon for the first yep. time ever. And that, to me, is a dream match on Sunday at All Out. And I think we're going to have an amazing match tonight for free on TBS when Brian Danielson takes on Jake Hager. Chris Jericho is going to be on commentary. And Brian has a lot to be fighting for tonight. Jake Hager has put him on the shelf. He screwed him in that match with Daniel Garcia about a month ago in Danielson's comeback match. And then again last week, Hager jumped Danielson from behind uh, when he was confronting Jericho. And so I'm excited for that tonight. I'm always excited to have Jericho and Regal on commentary. Uh, I'm going to try to get them out there together this week. Last week on Rampage, Jericho and Regal wouldn't even sit at the desk together. But I do think it adds a lot to the match when they're both out there. And in this case, both of them have a lot to be keeping an eye on. Both of their men have a lot to fight for. And on Sunday, I think Danielson versus Jericho, American Dragon versus Lionheart is a true dream match. I agree. And I love the backstory also with with Garcia, because a lot of this is happening with this kid who's we watched when everyone got hurt. Here's somebody that definitely stepped up and his story gets more and more compelling each and every week. And you also think about you're sitting there and you're hanging with Chris Jericho in a promo segment. You're forget about what you're doing with guys in the ring because right. you work your whole life for that. But his conflict is resonating. And Mickey and I are talking about characters and why we get behind them is because of this personal issue. And he explained his issue to his mentor as well as he's wrestling his hero. Mm -hmm. And all these little things, it's like, wow, this is a story that I really want to get behind because that's what's the beauty of pro wrestling. Yeah, it was tremendous. I completely agree, Tommy. It's a great story. I, I'm glad you like it, too. And it was a big success for us last week. You know, we kicked the show off and pulled a big audience from the very beginning. I think a lot of people tuned in last week, wanted to see the World Championship match. But certainly a lot of the viewers at the beginning of the show were rewarded with a great quarter hour opening the show with Brian Danielson confronting Jericho and Garcia. And that averaged about 1.1 million total viewers and about 470,000, I believe, in the demo, and was one of the top-rating performers and, you know, really got the night started in a major way. So that was exciting for us. And last week was a huge success. Uh, number one show on cable. It continued a streak of 13 weeks where we've been either number one or number two. And 13 straight weeks in the top two where the vast majority of those have been number one. And that kind of consistency in the summer has been really great, even in the face of the probably the most severe injury bug, the the, the probably the biggest star-studded injury list ever in pro wrestling. It's it's now starting to ease up, and all those people are starting to come back. And like I said, by this weekend, by Sunday at All Out, it just in general, I think it's going to be the strongest and best the roster's ever been. And I think people are going to have to watch all out to see what I mean by that. But this, this show Wednesday night dynamite, you're going to get a great night of wrestling and hope to continue that streak. We're on last week was actually the biggest total audience we've had since February, which I think shows the great interest in AEW right now. And there's a lot of great interest in pro wrestling and I'm excited that AEW is a major part of it. 
We just had Nita Strauss on the show who changed from playing guitar with Alice Cooper to now playing with Demi Lovato and some of the backlash she's gotten on social media. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible when you look at our community of pro wrestling. We're all part of the same community that it used to be, Tony, that you would fight with the people who didn't watch wrestling or didn't believe in the art of pro wrestling. And it, it's crazy now in 2022, it seems like we're fighting amongst each other. I, I just wish fans would be a little bit more patient and see how the story unfolds. It's okay. You know, I I think as long as everybody can watch the show and have a good time, if however people want to react, it's fine. I think the fans are always right. And if I left them with a lot of questions going into the pay-per-view, for some people that may be unsettling because they're not used to that. It's a different way to do it. But it was a big success. It brought a huge rating. And I still think we're going to have a great audience for the pay-per-view, and hopefully it will actually influence it in a very positive way. But it's okay for people to have questions and sometimes express their questions and frustration or anger. I think it's perfectly normal. It's obviously a different way to get from point A to point C. Uh, we, we, but, uh, you know, it's not just going directly through point B in a straight line this time. And I think it's good. But there will be a lot of uh, exciting things, including a lot of great wrestling action tonight on TBS on Dynamite. And we're going to learn a lot about the pay-per-view. And I'm really excited about it. But I'll tell you this, and you'll hear me say this for the rest of the week, and remember this. The fans are always right. I'll always listen to the fans. Their opinions are always the most important ones. And I hope by the end of the week the fans understand how much I care about them, how much I care about pro wrestling, and how uh, important AEW is to me. And also, uh, I hope everybody sees how strong AEW can be going forward for the rest of 2022 and for many, many years in the future. Well, I think uh, I, that your love for, I'm sorry, Tommy, I think that no. your love for wrestling and obviously uh, for AEW shines through in everything you do and you're passionate. And I think that kind of um, shines through and it really resonates with a lot of fans as well because they're passionate, right? So um, it's okay. Like you said, I don't know if I agree that the fans are always right, but that's why <laughs> that's why I'm on the other side, I guess, over here going, like, I don't know about that. But I will say I was kind of shocked last week um, with Thunder Rosa. You talk about injuries uh, being injured. And then she made the announcement that and I was hoping that you could clear this up for me because I feel like my question I saw a lot from the fans as well. Just a bit of clarity of um, she said that she is relinquishing the title to crown an interim champion. So I was just curious as to which one it was. Is she relinquishing the title? I guess um, that was maybe a little bit of a miscommunication. First of all, if I may, Mickey, happy birthday. Go ahead. Thank you, Tony. I I appreciate it. It's a birthday. (laughs) I hope you're having a great birthday. It's awesome. Um, Thank you. And uh, no, I think it was just a miscommunication a little bit. She's, I have told her, just as I mentioned to CM Punk when he was injured, that uh-huh. I would like you to remain the champion, get healthy, come back, and we'll have a big unification match to crown an undisputed uh-huh. champion when Thunder Rosa returns. Both of them offered to relinquish the title, and I told each of them separately when they came back from their injuries, they would still be recognized as the champion, but by the time they came back, there would be an interim champion 
which would right. set up an exciting situation. Obviously, we're living that situation right now with Punk and Mox. Yeah. So right. Thunder Rosa comes back, she'll have a, a great interim champion to fight, and we'll find out Sunday who the interim champion is. That's another Beautiful. big match I'm very excited for tonight. To Me see too. Sheeta and Tony versus Britt and Jamie tonight on Dynamite. Yeah, it's like yeah. a little teaser for the pay-per-view. I'm excited about that, too. Yeah. And I'm excited to see who's going to win the new championship, you know, like to see because somebody's got to step up, you know, and uh, I'm excited for that. Well, me, too. Happy birthday, Mickey. Uh, it's hopefully going to be a great Wednesday for all of us. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.